Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Are we ready, babe? Welcome to Help I Sexted My Boss, the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern life, aiming to answer 21st century questions and find solutions to everyday dilemmas. Ben, will you turn your bloody talk back up? Yeah, can we not have open talk back? Ben, <laughs> can you turn your talk back off? <laughs> can you turn your talk back up? We just said, all right, you're right, you're good. You're no, Janet. <laughs> Our exec stews in at the moment and they're having a chat whilst we're trying to bloody record. It's the talk back off. Right. <laughs> Answering your 25th. Trying to read a script whilst two people are chatting in background. Can I ask, why is the exec here? Are we being fired? I'm just thinking that. Is one of us being fired? Yeah, the big, big boss is here. I think I know who it is. Stuart. Who's being fired? Oh. Yeah. Who? It's ben. Do you think? Mm. Oh, could you imagine ever sitting in an office and firing Ben? You'd have to be the cruelest person ever. Oh, think of the tears. Answering your 21st century questions and finding solutions to everyday dilemmas. Like, is it okay to neck on with someone in a nightclub in these modern times? What's necking on? Necking on. Oh, you were necking her. Like Dracula? No. Kissing. Snogging. Ah, I hate that word. Snogging and knickers go through me. You're doing it wrong. I hate the word snogging and do you? What do you call it then? Um, getting off. <laughs> Get, no, that's something else, darling. But they were getting it off. I got off with you. Yeah. How about just kiss? Do you find kissing okay? Tonsil tennis. <laughs> <laughs> no. And how should you react when you see a couple arguing in the street? Mikey and William been at it again. Oh, for God's sake. Every night. And, of course, what should you do if you've accidentally sexed your boss? But we are not your usual agony aunts, are we, William Hansen? No, we're not, Jordan North. I'm more a luxury knight in the Dorchester. You're more a knight on the lash in Manchester. Yes, that's a good one. What's wrong with a knight on the lash? I had a proper good night in Manchester when... Uh, restrictions eased with my two Did friends. Did you? With your two with. friends? Yeah. Oh! Oof. Oof. It's a big pop. It's been a big, been a busy week. <laughs> yeah. Um, William Hansen's pouring the G and D. Who we're going to toast to? Uh... Hang on, we've not got anyone to toast to. Um... Do you know who I think we should toast to? Who, Jordan? Don't make me laugh at you. Come on, we've got... I know who we should toast to. Who? Somebody who's a big G&D there. Yes. She often tweets us mm. and uh, she sent us a lovely message and she did all the She artwork. did do that one. If you're looking on the video now, we've got some artwork. She paints pictures of me and William to Sandra. Sandra. Lovely. <sighs> Sandra, that G&D is for you. Jen and Bonnet. Remember, just a little recap. I haven't done it for a few weeks. Two parts de bonnet, one part gin. Ice and a slice of lemon 
or orange. And put the debonair in the fridge. And the gin, really. Mm. And I promise you, it's a great summer drink. It's a lovely cup. It's, it's nice in the winter. In fact, you could maybe not put the gin in the fridge. And actually, in the winter, if you want it to warm you up, no ice. Controversial. Oh, okay. But in the summer, you desperately need ice. Remember, if you need our help with something, then we would love it if you got in touch with your problem. You can send your tales of trepidation to help at sexinmyboss.com. We tell you this every week because you make this podcast, you make the episodes. Or you can tweet us or send a message on Instagram at sexinmyboss. It can be anything you want to get in touch. Or you can write to William who promises a handwritten reply in his own letter to paper. The address is on the website, sexinmyboss.com. I was with you. You're in a hurry. No, I was with you when you bought your new letterhead of paper. You, you were with me when I collected it. That's it, yeah. You don't, you don't just go into a shop and buy it. It has to be specially made. It's very fancy. Where did you get it from again? Smythson. Smythson. I believe they also, when they're not doing mine, do Her Majesty's writing paper. No. Yep. Shut up. Isn't some Sam Cameron the... She was, yes. Samantha oh, she, Cameron was. She's not there no. anymore? No. Okay. She was quite busy being the Prime Minister's wife. No, I thought she was doing that whilst he was PM. Briefly. Oh, right. Okay. How's your week been? It's been all right, thank you. Yeah. All fine. You know, fairly fairly uneventful. I did go for a facial the other day. Oh, really? Yes. Oversharing slightly. No, no. A be- in a beauty, you know, in a salon or whatever you call it. Right, get ready. <laughs> Jesus. My Mikey impression's getting worse. <laughs> Sorry, tell us about your real facial. Now, I don't really like beauty services, I'll be honest. Oh, do you know? I'm not a bit like massages, absolute my idea of hell. Oh, I love them. I only, I've no. only ever had one massage. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Lake District from the 30th. Lake District. And she said, you mm. are one of the nuttiest people I've ever, honestly. Nuttiest or nuttiest? Mm. But she was like, you are, you should get this done more often. She's like, you're stressed. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I'm told. So, so anyway, so I went and had this thing. Sorry. And I don't like, like, neck up. So facials I can cope with. I don't love them, but I can cope with. If you do anything below my neck down, I get really tense. I just think it's weird that someone's touching but me. But you're quite touchy-feely. Yeah, but n- not with a stranger. Oh, OK. So we started. It was a lov- lovely environment. Beautiful, really comfortable bed. Mm-hmm. And the first thing, I, you know, I've closed my eyes. And, the, and then she sort of, I, I could sense that she wasn't standing over me again, again. And then she starts touching my feet. Well, look, I haven't trained as a beauty therapist, but I've booked a facial. I can at least tell you which side you need to be. And because I'm very, very ticklish on my feet, and she was wearing personal protection, this is the visor, my foot flicked off and knocked her mask off her face. <laughs> And I thought, well, you've only got yourself to blame. <laughs> and, I, and I genuinely, I said, I'm so sorry about that. I thought I'd booked a facial. And she went, yes, we just need to, you know, de-stress with your feet. I went, to be honest, you're creating more stress touching my feet. Does Mikey never give you a little foot massage? Absolutely not hate it. Do you give him a little foot massage? Yeah, he loves it. He absolutely loves it. My, my brother loves massages. My father loves massages. My mother and I, we do not need an impression, absolutely hate massages. But I, I just can't, I just don't, and she, she said, oh, include, later on in the massage, slightly hesitantly, she said to me, she said, oh, included in this is a, is a neck and shoulder massage. I went, no, it's fine, you can go and catch up with some emails. Is that what you actually said to her? Yep. Yeah. So I just, I just lay there with all the products seeping into my face. Okay. 
In other news, yes. Guess who's a G and Diva? I don't know. A brand new G and Diva. Jesus. Mm. The Dalai Lama. Mm-hmm. Nope. Um, who else has been big recently? <laughs> um, the Emperor of Japan. Nope. Even better. Who? Graybo. Who? Graybo. Is he a clown? We call, do you not know we call my dad Graybo? Graybo? Yeah, Graham. Oh, right, okay. That's his nickname. Because, you know, he, he, he used to work with a lot of Americans. Oh, right. And he said they're a, a bit over top like, aren't they? I said, what do you mean? He went, I went into cafeteria one morning. And he went, yo, Graybo, we got chocolate muffins, man. High five. And he told us that story. And we were all laughing and he thought he were being funny. It's the fact that they called him Graybo. I went, yeah, that's my nickname, we all yanks. Graybo. Graybo. Wow. Okay, so your father's started becoming a G and Diva. So has he had any D? Um I can't say he has, no. No. So I knew he didn't say he didn't say I'm listening to the podcast. No. He sent this joke into the family WhatsApp group. I shoved an ice lolly up my arse last night. It was fab. Ha ha. That was from a few weeks ago. Yeah. I said bum, but he said arse. And then he put Love that joke, Jordan, on help I sexted my boss. Been giggling all day and told it lots of people. Oh. So we have a brand new Gene Diva. Is Our Lee on his side or your mum's side? Uh, Our Lee's his nephew. Right. Yeah. So it's sort of gone from Our Lee to you back to that side of the family. What do you mean? Well, presumably that fab... Was that fab thing an Our Lee joke? Oh, was it, it was a Gene Diva. Yeah, Diva sent that Oh, I stand corrected. Yeah. My Auntie Maggie came down to... Uh, a few you turn if you want to. Sorry. No, it's really not. She came down to... Everyone, everyone in Burnley knows Auntie Mags because she, she ran every pub in Burnley. She used to run pubs. Anyway, she came down... Do you know that thing I was doing really one a few weeks back, mm. ages ago now? She came down and was doing the show live from Turf Moor and I knew as soon... I heard her before I seen her. She was effing and jeffing. I went, I want it, Max. I'm not come to see you, I've come to see Greg. <laughs> I'm like, oh, cheers. Yeah. It's nothing like family. Oh, I love him. Love Auntie Max. Oh, my, um, my other aunt and uncle, not the ones that listen to this, I got this text um, that they, they've, my aunt, for context, my other aunt and uncle used to live in America. And last, end of last year, they moved back to the UK after 20 years in America. Have they got American twangs? Well, my aunt is actually American, so oh. there, there is, I mean, yes, but my uncle doesn't. And um, they moved back, and anyway, they've, they've milked a lovely, lovely village in the countryside, and they had some of their neighbours over, and we went to visit them a few weeks ago, and they were talking about it, and say, and the neighbours said, oh, that was nice of them to visit you on during the week. What, what sort of jobs do they have where they can take time off during the week? And my aunt said, well, um, one of them is actually is an etiquette coach, and um, apparently at that point, her eyes lit up. And they went, the neighbour went, what, what, what's his name? What's, his, what's their name? And my aunt said my name. And apparently she then had tears in her eyes and, and got very emotional and started crying because apparently she loves me. Was she a fan? Yeah. Did you see, was... my aunt and uncle, because they moved away 20 years ago, sort of don't really, you know... Oh. They've done all the America life. They don't know how big of a deal. Well, not you are. quite like that because I'm not a big deal. But they don't. They just don't. They don't get it. They don't get what Radio Two is. They don't get what a podcast is. Do they, they listen? Are they Gene Divas? My aunt and uncle. No, no not, not yet. The, the the woman that 
was a fan. I well, I don't know. I haven't really gone. But next time I go and visit my aunt and uncle, oh. I'm obviously going to have to do a personal appearance next Willie time. Well, will be there every weekend now. <laughs> Shut up. Hello, I believe you love me. Come and sit down and I'll tell you all about my but life. Apparently they've got both my books. Have they? I, I say both my books. I have three, but they've got the first two. Oh, where can you get books from again? My website, williamhanson.co.uk, slash books. I have them on my coffee table, both sides. You've only got two. Oh, do you have the, do you have the third? No. You're in that one. I mean, you're on the back of the second one, and you're in the third one. Am I? Yes, you know, there's a picture of us on our very first live show. Is that the work one? The protocol to manage relationships today. <laughs> what, do I get a mention in it? Yep. What do you say? I can't, I can't, it's four letters. I can't remember what... <laughs> Surprised Amsterdam. Do you know, University it Press blows my mind it. that you've actually got books published. Like, what a thing so what? much. Fair play to you. I'll shake your hand on that. You're shaking my hand sitting down. That's very bad etiquette. Oh, we did that the other week. Yeah. But yeah, fair play. You've actually got books published. Three. That blows my mind. When are you doing your book? What? That's bound to come up. Jordan North, my story. Do you think? Yeah, my story. That's code four. This is ghostwritten. <laughs> Who'd want to read my book? Well, some very weird people. Exactly. Would you do a book? What would you call your autobiography? Because I have th I've thought about this for when I eventually do my autobiography. Oh, right, here we go. Um, I did it my way. Oh, for God's sake. No, no. No, everyone um, calls it that. Um, Happy place. To Burnley and back. We well, haven't gone back yet. Happy place. Uh, the life of a... Lucky have I changed? <laughs> yes. Jordan North, have I changed? The life of a lucky idiot. Oh, for God's sake. Oh, or something like, what am I like? What am I like? <laughs> Shut that door. <laughs> what am I like? Oh, what am I like? You'd have to have ooh at the start. Oh, what am I like? Ooh, what am I like? That would yeah. be on Amazon. That would be good. What, what would yours be? William Hansen, Solitary Refinement. Thank you. I'd read that. Well, I would hope, regardless of whatever it was called, you'd read it. You'll be about four chapters. Just going back to your father being a and Eva. Yeah. Obviously, a bit like some of my family have started listening. Is there anything that your father should be worried about? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, God. If he go, I don't know if he's going to go back and listen to any previous episodes. Oh, yeah. What would you be worried about my dad hearing? What would you be worried about your parents hearing? You. <laughs> Every single sodding episode, bar the ones where you were in the castle. <laughs> oh, cheers! What should I be worried about, my dad hearing? Um. Yes, maybe your father might. Because, of course, remember when we started series one, you did still live in the north in their box room, mm. and then you've slowly become a Londoner. You, I have not become a Londoner. You've you started all like this, and then series eight. Yeah, yeah. So I was reading Dolly Alderton's column in the uh, the Times on the Sunday Times. <laughs> Do you know, I'll never forget when I first moved down to London, and I come back. I was, How much? And I said, and I did say, I said to my dad, I went, "Oh, what are your mum? What are you, you and my mum doing tonight?" He went, "Oh no." I said, "We'll go out for dinner." He said, "We've already had dinner." I said, "Sorry." Tea. He went, oh, dinner, have you heard this, Wendy? Posh boy from London here calling it dinner. He looked me right in the eye and went, it's tea in this house, and walked off. Oh, gosh. You're so dominant. Oh, oh, don't be weird about me, Dad. I'm not being weird. 
Do you like bold men? Do I like bold men? Mm. Fine, depends, you know. Do you know what we were talking about with Dad um, the other week? Just some of his sayings are brilliant. It's where I get half my things from. Right. Up and down like a bride's nighty. Yeah. Mm. Uh, said to me once, yeah, I think your mother's fallen out of me. I went, why? He went, went for something to eat other night. She was sat there with her face like a melted welly. <laughs> oh, I haven't heard that one before. I was like, all right. Is um, Who's Put 50p in Him? Is that one of your father's? I think that'll be one of your yeah. dad's. Who's put 50p in you, gobshite? That's what he always says to me. And I said, Does he say bit. gobshite a lot? Yeah. Or, yeah. Or another one is, you do something, he goes, all right, we know you're here. <laughs> uh, oh, do you, do you, t- you turn up craving attention? Mm, yeah. She had a face like a bulldog licking piss off a thistle. Oh, yes, that you say, you say that a lot. <laughs> yeah, loads of my sayings come from him. Well, what other, oh, his other one is, you're like, oh, shit, you, you'd always eat road. Mind out of way. <laughs> He's like trying to make a brew in your kitchen, making a butty. Oh, Jack Brew, is that one of your fathers? Jack Brew, yeah, that's another one. Yeah. Um, if, oh, if you, in my house, if you make a brew on your own and don't offer someone else one, because, hey, Jack, making Jack Brews, um... And then I'll never forget once I come home from uni mm. and uh, I got back late on Friday. Mum went, oh, I'll make you some pasta or something. I went, yeah. She went, what sauce do you want? You went, dull meal. <laughs> she went, what sauce do you want? She said, I've got a tomato and basil. I went, do you have like a white creamy mushroom on? He went, are you? Don't come home here in this house choosing your sauces. Who do you think you are? So you'll have what your mother gives you. And his best one was, this is his best one that we always talk about. When I lived in my flat in Preston, mm-hmm. he came straight in. <laughs> came straight in, went into the toilet and had the smelliest shit you'll oh, ever... Oh, Jordan. <laughs> the smelliest shit you could ever have. And my mum went mad at him. She went, Graham, don't come in Jordan's flat and have a poo. It stinks. Come out. <laughs> I, I know this. Can I say the punchline? <laughs> no, go on. I'm guarantor, do what I like. No, I said, I said, come out, still doing his belt buckle up. He went, I'm guarantor, I'll shit where I want. He said, I'm guarantor at Bradley's flat and I'll shit there as well if I want. And that were it. <laughs> there you go. Graham. To Graham. Oh, we should get Graham and Nigel. What's your dad called? Brian. Brian, where's Nigel? We should get Graham and Brian in a room together. Yes, be meeting of minds. I make him sound like some kind of like really thick Norman. He's not. He's actually really intelligent, my dad. Really intelligent. Well, he reads a lot, like you do. Yeah, he, he always sends me books and stuff. That's where I got my reading from. That's nice. Yeah. Oh, aside from your father and your family, have you been going to any dinners recently? Oh, I've been to loads, but yours, yeah. Yeah, other than at my house. Uh, no, do you know what? Let's, let's not bring that one up again. <laughs> I've not been to a dinner party in ages. Why do you ask? Well, you just can't be asked, probably. No, I've not. I can't remember. I can't remember the last time I went to a dinner party. Well, no, because obviously we've had a year of sort of not doing them because mm. of the obvious. But I d- we did have a couple of friends over the other day, and... This is how exciting this. I mean, I can probably understand why you can't be bothered to come to my my house. But don't this is, say that. This is how exciting our dinner parties have become. Halfway through the meal, we were eating the kitchen, sort of casual kitchen supper, and um, one of the guests went, "We have the same bin," <laughs> <laughs> and we had just ordered a new bin. It's very nice. Three compartments. One for food waste, <laughs> one for your sort of non-recyclables, and one for your recyclables. I, and we had a good 15-minute conversation about the bin, and I went, yep, welcome to 31. 
<laughs> is that not a good... I've been waiting for years in the 20s. People are like, oh, clubbing, yeah, go, go out, work. <laughs> in your 30s, life begins to settle down. Life. And I, you know, I, I started life at 30. If yeah. not, I mean, I started life at 40. But I was waiting for all my friends to catch up. We had a lovely conversation about the bin. I do feel like as I'm getting older, I mean, you're catching up. Would, is that is bin chat not really a good... I thought bin chat was excellent. Yeah. Yes. It's a bit like when I go to Jonathan's house and we talk about different cleaning products and micro, how he loves a microfiber. Really? Yes. I love a microfiber. You I see? love a microfiber. Right. We still need to organise drinks. If you... Oh, the, the three of us will be, will be waxing lyrical about microfibers. If you've got a glass coffee table, microfiber cloth is the best for it. But what product do you use on it, though? Uh, Mr Sheen. Or pledge whatever's on offer. Pledge? What's wrong with pledge? On glass? Yeah. It's, Are you mad? It's the multi-surface one. I'm not stupid. What's wrong with pledge? Pledge? Sorry. <laughs> I use pledge on my shoes as well. On your shoes? Yeah, it's an army trick. Another one from Greybow. So if, if, if you're in a rush, like, and you can't be bothered using polish, just put a bit of pledge on and buff it up. What's wrong with pledge? Don't use it on brown shoes. I've got massive stains on them. Right, only on black leather. Yeah. What's wrong? What do you use? On glass? Yeah. I used to use nil glass, but I've now gone environmentally friendly and I use method. Oh, dear. Yeah. Do you, do you what, what um, dusting spray do you use? Dusting? What's what, it what, called? For the, for the wood. What's it called? Polish. Yeah, what <laughs> polish do you use? <laughs> dusting spray. Method. Method or e-cover. Okay. I used to use a beeswax, and that's quite yeah. natu- That's quite natural, to be fair. That's I mean, expensive, that stuff. It is expensive, um, but I like using the method. I, oh, it's right. got quite a nice smell of almonds. Oh, my God, you're so right. Look at us proper chatting about it. But I love a microfiber cloth. And I've said this recently. Oh, my God, you are so right, William Hansen. What? With friends recently, I was talking about the first, the worst three house chores. Changing the bed. Putting washing away, cleaning the cooker. Other than that, I I love a good tidy. I love the cooker. Yeah. Do you not call it an oven? Oh, cooker. Cooker. <laughs> I don't. I didn't say cooker. I, I love mopping. I love cleaning the toilet and the bathroom. I love wiping a mirror down. I love dusting. I love hoovering. I love cleaning fridge. How about I, my least favourite is defrosting the freezer. Oh, I need. I need to do that. Mm. I need to do that. Well, you're moving soon. What Just else? Let, What's let your top next? three least? Favourite chores? Um, sweeping the back passage. Okay. Oh, see, I'd like that. I like going out and having a sweep. No, I don't mind sweep. I mean, I don't love sweeping the terrace. It depends on what time of year. Mm. Summer, it's not too bad because there's not a lot that's shedded. But in sort of autumn, winter, ugh, we've got a tree directly above the terrace. Oh, you oh, my poor God. thing. Yeah. It sheds like there's no tomorrow. So I don't love that. Sometimes in the summer when it's hot, I mean, it's been very hot recently, I don't like ironing the bedsheets because I get very hot. And I have a big s- sort of steam unit. Who irons bedsheets? You love ironing, that's your favourite. Yes, thing. you stand still in my house, you get ironed. Mm. Yeah. So probably ironing and sweeping. Are they your least? And I do like ironing, I just don't like ironing in hot weather. Oh, OK. I, I'm just far too hot. See, and I... obviously, and this is where I regret turning the second bedroom into a study. Yes. Because... I would banish him or me to the second bedroom if it was actually a bedroom, but it's a study. With lovely new bookcases, thanks to Karen the Carpenter. 
What did you do with your old ones? Because remember, a few weeks ago, I said I'd take them off you. Then you sent me pictures, and I'm like... Mm. Yeah, you decided that... Well, you couldn't... Let's be honest, you couldn't be bothered to actually come and get them. I was working. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. But also, what I, what I love... This is, this is... Look, this is why I love you. Jordan has... Obviously, in the last year, we all know that Jordan has done incredibly well. But he was still interested in second-hand £60 <laughs> IKEA bookcases. OK? You can buy your own if you really I, I, want. I remember I was going, I'll take them off you, no problem. I'll take them off And you. I said that to Mike and he went, why can't he just buy his own? Well, and I love a bargain. Honestly, I love a bargain. They've gone to a good home. Shall we go to William's Wacky Word of the Week? Let's do it. Are you going to get it right this time? The last time William did his Wacky Word of the Week, it was brought to our attention, even though producer Ben said at the time, I think that's wrong, William ignored him, it was brought to our attention, he said it wrong, what was the word? It was sibarite, and, and you I think said, I said sibarate. I think I don't think you said that. Who knows? Here's the jingle. William's Wacky Word of the Week! And the word this week is titty-nope. <laughs> and I'll tell you the definition after the break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Okay, Gene Divas, welcome back. It's time for William's Wacky Word of the Week. The word is titty-nope. No, it's drag queen in Manchester. <laughs> titty-nope has been the moral of my life. The term titty-nope simply means the little portion of anything left over on your plate. Titty-nope. So if you've got a little, you know, if you let, you're eating your sprouts or your broccoli or... No titty-nope with me, pal. And there's a little bit left over. That's called the titty-nope. Titty-nope. T-I-T-T-Y. N-O-P-E. Waste not, want not. Titty nope. Uh-huh. Shall we go to listeners' questions? Yes. Okay. This first one is from John. Hiya, John. Dear William, Jordan and Ben, firstly, I would like to thank you for all for this podcast. I was introduced to it by my now girlfriend on our first date. Oh. I wasn't quite convinced... That's ace that they talked about us on our first date. That's... Gosh, it really wasn't going well, was it? <laughs> 
I wasn't quite convinced by her chat during the date itself. For example, oh. she had been telling me about her dog's turtleneck collection. <laughs> However, I went away and after listening to the podcast, I decided she was clearly a girl with good taste. Oh. And we've been now been and now we have been dating for 5 months and that's things are going well. Ace, that's ace. We haven't had any arguments so far. You give it give it time. However, we do need your help with one particular issue. Etiquette when sharing food. She is a firm believer in always checking with the other person before eating the last bite. I would tend to agree but feel that's not necessary if for example you are sharing a pizza and you have clearly eaten less than the other person. Mm. I also believe it's not necessary to check if the other person has already turned down the offer of any more food. What prompted me to write in is after dinner one evening I asked my girlfriend if she wanted any dessert he means pudding which she refused. Since she couldn't be bothered I settled for a cuppa he means cup of tea and a couple of biscuits the last two. Oh. I was halfway through the second biscuit when she grumpily asked if I was going to offer any of the biscuits to her or just eat the lot myself. Who is in the wrong here? Thanks in advance for your advice and we are both looking forward to seeing you live in Newcastle soon. Yours sincerely, John. John, um, I think you're both in the wrong and both in the right here. If she says she don't want any pudding or dessert and then you go into the kitchen and get yourself a pudding or a dessert, then don't, you don't have to offer it to her. However, if you bring a pack of biscuits into the living room or whatever, then you've got to share. There's certain foods you have to share, biscuits and crisp. Like, you've got to offer them, haven't you? I think anything that is on the table, if there's a plate of something and there's only one left over, what I normally do, if I want it, I pick it up and I will say to everyone else... Who'd like the last biscuit? Maybe that's quite passive-aggressive. Very passive-aggressive. And what I mean is, I'm having the last biscuit, but I'm going through the motions of offering it to anyone else. I do the same. But... Or, oh, do you? No, go on, go on. What do you say? I just say, do you want that? <laughs> and that's the North, it's the that, north versus the South. That's I go, do you want that? And they'll go, no, you have it. I go, are you sure? All right, then. Or I might say, Jordan, would you like to share this last biscuit with me? Which is code for... I'd like you to tell me I can have it. <laughs> but if you did want to share it with me, that's not a problem, especially since I've been going to bump it up, Pete. I don't mind sharing some sort of bad food because then I feel less bad than if I had the whole thing. OK, fair enough. Always offer... Anyth- if there is one thing of anything left, always offer it to someone else. That's the etiquette. Oh, OK. Next one, please. This is from Alicia. Dear William and Jordan, I've been listening since series one, finally with a dilemma to write in with. I'm seeking advice on what would be an appropriate housewarming gift for a friend. Oh, great question. He's recently bought his first home, but has lived independently for a number of years in rented properties and therefore has already got the required furnishings, appliances to set himself up with everything he needs. He also has very kindly offered me his spare room as and when I need it, as I recently moved away from the area, but am still based there for work when... I regret that. Office... <laughs> Office time eventually resumes. And using his spare room will save me considerable commuting. So I'd like the gift to be a token of appreciation for this. For this, Any advice you can provide would be much appreciated. Looking forward to seeing you at the Bush Hall in October. Many thanks, Alicia. You might be buying a certain someone a housewarming present soon. Have you? How's that going? Might be buying someone. Have you put an offer in? Where? 
I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, in a few months, I'm hoping. You know my standard housewarming present? What is it? Cling wrap dispenser. Oh, you got it bloody Ben, didn't you? I've got one already. From Have Cash you got... and Carry. No, you haven't got a wrap master. Oh, for God's sake. It's my standard. Can I... What's the etiquette for saying you don't want a rat master for a housewarming? Have you ever had a rat master? Ben, how useful is the rat master? I can't can't live without it. Can't make all my sandwiches with it. It's great. On organic sourdough. Yeah. I mean, it is plastic, but we allow this one Do you know what? I did, before I gave it to Ben and Kat, I did think, oh, they're plastic-free households. So I did have to check. I I did actually send, I think I sent one of them a text going, where do you stand on cling film? (laughs) And apparently they do do use it. And another thing is, I I'm I mean I'm I'm not a cling film fan. I don't use cling film. A I can't use it. It does tin foil as well. A I can't use it, and B it's really bad for the environment. Genuinely, it does tin foil. I don't. You can rip tin foil off. That's easy. What would you buy me? Please, can I just say, and I mean this with the utmost respect. Oh, here we go. I How do. big's the bunch of flowers this week? No, no, no. I mean it, and I'm saying this to everyone. <laughs> Tell me if I sound like a knob. I don't. You want, sound like a knob. I don't want any more happy place signs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on that. Please, I have, I have, so many, and it's sweet and it's nice and it's lovely and different. Like yeah, but I just, I've I've got enough for the new house. I don't need any more. <laughs> and it was nice. Do I sound like a knob? You don't. You're being you're being honest. And I, I'm I'm like I'm still like I'm yeah. And I love what that happy place thing has done, but I just don't need any more happy place signs. Fair enough. What what is the ideal? Okay, so in this instance, when you know, it's the same as when people get married, I guess. If you're been, saying get them and that. Sorry. If I'm... they've been living together, and actually they've got their own, ha- you know, traditionally when a couple got together, if we go back in time, you would get them a dinner service, you would get them a toaster, a kettle, because they hadn't lived together. Obviously life has changed and people do cohabit now before they get together. So it's it's less of a, you know, you don't necessarily, they don't need a dinner service, they've got a kettle, they've got the toaster. So you could either upgrade what they've already got, for example. Mm. So if they've got, I know, a salad bowl from a well-known blue Scandinavian place, get them a salad bowl from somewhere a little bit nicer. So you could do that. That would always be my suggestion. Ikea. Yeah, I'm trying to think how we'd go up one from Ikea. Sorry? John Lewis. Yes, but you could go up further than that. Argos? No, that would be going the other way. See, this is where we differ. Mm. A salad bowl's a salad bowl. I would never no. spend two hundred, three hundred pound on a salad. What bowl. does your salad bowl look like? I don't even have one. You, do, I mean, you don't even have a salad bowl. I've got like a plastic bowl. Well, maybe get a maybe. Maybe that's my housewarming present. There you me. are. A salad so you're bowl. saying the perfect a salad bowl and a wrap master. So to answer your letter, Amy Williams says a what's it called? The cling film thing. Wrap master. A wrap master or a salad bowl. I would look to do something like that. You want to give something permanent. So don't do flowers because a housewarming gift is something sort of more permanent. Mm. I would give something that they're going to find useful. Oh, actually, my mum got me some nice towels when I moved to London. Nice. What colour? White, Egyptian cotton. White? Mm. I don't use them. And what do you mean you don't use them? Because they're for best. 
Well, what is best? There's ornamental towels. Ornamental? And I went bloody mad. Ryan and Kate came today with kids. And she used all of them. They were in my basket, the display towels. I am not the only one. See, people... Display towels. People with a bit of money. Right, don't take this the wrong way. They don't have best. They just use it. No, it's all it's all fine. Mm, but I I know for a fact there'll be many G&Divas like me that have display towels, that have a display that like, you don't use it. I've got display candles. I've got a dip tea candle. I don't use that. Right. It's like burning pound notes. No, you see, I, you see, there's, there's, that's class coming into play. If you've got it, use it. No, save it for best. No, every day should be best. You could be hit by a bus tomorrow or a Rolls Royce, and thus can't take it with you. Hello, Mike. That's another great. Oh, that, that was Graham. Sorry, <laughs> basically the same. Yeah. Anyway, well, I hope that helps, Alicia. Look, look up Rapmaster. You can thank me later. We'll probably be doing a read about it next week. Yep. Dear William Jordan and producer Ben, I've wanted to ask your opinion on a matter that has been plaguing me since lockdown three. During lockdown, like many relationships, after spending time together incessantly for several months on the trot, the friendships between me and my three housemates at university began to somewhat deteriorate. Many small arguments were simmering under the surfaces. Many small arguments were simmering under the surface, and we couldn't complain to each other as we ourselves were the subject of most of each other's complaints. Naturally, we looked to the outside world for solace. My house has thin walls, and flatmate A, let's call her Susan Boyle, not the Susan Boyle, who has a particularly powerful voice, was stating her grievances on a phone call to an external friend about another housemate, who we'll call flatmate B. B for bat-like hearing. Flatmate B, upon hearing her name being mentioned as she was walking past Susan's room, stopped and listened to the conversation from behind a door. Naturally, she was most displeased to hear herself being spoken about in some quite unsavoury terms, and all hell ensued. In the following peace talks, things got so heated, at one point we had to go round and say two things we liked about each other to rein things back in. Not fun. But, William and Jordan, my question is, who is really in the wrong here? What is the etiquette for eavesdropping? Is it okay, or should Susan Boyle have been much more careful? I am still unsure where the blame truly lies, and eagerly await your expert opinions. Love the podcast with six exclamation marks. Yours sincerely, Amy. Two E's. There is a thing with thin walls. I grew up in a house with thin walls. And there is a thing where, in certain households... You can literally hear every conversation. Mm. So, where are you? Are you eavesdropping? Because oh well, it's obviously not good. I mean, if you eavesdrop because you have no choice to eavesdrop, because maybe you're sitting somewhere or you're in your natural room, and you overhear them because they're shouting or because they're talking too loudly or because the the, the walls are too thin. But if, like this flatmate B, you stop outside someone's door to listen in, obviously that's not good etiquette. Is you should not? allow people their privacy. And if you're going to be offended, your ego's going to be offended, you've only got yourself to blame yeah. because you were listening into a private conversation. So if you eavesdrop on a conversation they're talking about you, are you allowed to bring that up? No. No. And can I... OK, I don't think I've ever told anybody this story. Age 17, when I started teaching etiquette, I was asked to teach on a summer school programme at my school. 
You know, like summer schools that they have yeah. for the you know the parents that don't like their children and send them to summer I went school. to summer schools. Well, there we go. And no, because I was a bit behind. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we got to go to Camelot. Camelot. So we went for two weeks. Had to do a maths summer what, school. What the lottery? No, it was a theme park in Chorley. A theme park. So basically, they said I did my sats, but they were like to get to. When we telling this to get into year seven, I needed to top up a bit. Okay. So I went to summer school to top up my maths. But like a mobile phone. So, anyway. And if you were good at the end of the two weeks, you got to go Camelot for free. Back at age 17, my very I had literally just done a piece for The One Show. Which no. Which was in its infancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're joking. You know that. I don't know that. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. God. So I was on The One Show age 17. Just when it starts. Did you know that, Ben? That's amazing. 2007. It's my very first piece of national television. So thus, the school decided to market this sort of summer activity programme where you could, kids, younger kids than me, could come and learn how to cook a Christmas lunch during the day or during the morning. And then in the afternoon, they learned how to serve it and set the table with moi. And the school decided to market this with my picture with as seen on BBC One or whatever, something, which is a bit cringe. So posters went up around the school to advertise this. And one of my quite good friends, obviously, I mean, everyone saw it. It was all around school. And in the library's computer room, it was a mezzanine level. So there are two levels. You know what a mezzanine is? Like a, like a, it's two floors. Yeah, basically. like my living room. Yes, just like your living room yeah. or sitting room. And I was on the mezzanine level about to go to my next class. And as I was about to go, a group of my peers came in, sat on the, the computer level, the computer bank on the bottom level, and started talking about me, not knowing I was on the mezzanine level. And I overheard them talking about me. And go, oh, my God, can you see what he's doing now? He's doing the summer school. Oh, my God, it's so embarrassing. He shouldn't be doing this, etc. And I couldn't come down the stairs. Because I thought, if I walk down the stairs now, they will see that I have clearly heard them talk about me. Oh, most people would have walked down the stairs. Yeah. So I missed my lesson and just stayed upstairs until they went. Because I didn't want to be rude and come down the stairs and embarrass them. That sounds... And what were they saying? Well, I mean, that was sort of it. And then they moved on and talked about other things. Did I ever tell you? I still cringe about this Mm -hmm. now. I could cold when I worked at a certain radio station. Walked into the studio and we had the two SMs. This was like 21, 22. And everybody knew he smelled. Everybody talked about him. He stunk. Let's say he was called Bob. I walked in. I just cringed thinking about it. I walked in. You know what I like when I'm 21? I was proper gobby, weren't I? Oh, yeah. Thank God that's changed. (laughs) You're a bitch. I walked in. I went... Christ alive, has Bob been in here? And he fucking stinks, don't he? It's, like, it's the worst B.O. ever. I was like, Jesus Christ. He smells like wet cloth. That's what he smells like, wet cloth. I remember saying that. And Bob crawled out from under the table. Why was he under the table? He was fixing something. He was an engineer. Oh, no. Just and what out. did you say? I just walked out. Oh, Jordan. I just walked out. I still feel bad about it, though. He did proper stink, though. Lovely guy, but he proper stunk. Always had the same shirt on. It's a bit like you. (laughs) 
You both just said then at the same time, bit like you. I still, I do feel a bit bad about that. But he must have known. Is it bad to? Well, yeah. The thing is, yes, of course, it is bad to bitch about people. However, we are all humans, and everyone does it. So there is no point being too high and mighty about it. Obviously. It happens. It's unfortunate when other people hear it. But you and I, Jordan, our attitude has always been, if we're bitching about Ben, do it to his face. Mm. Remember, if you want our help with something, then you can send your tales of trepidation to help at sexandmyboss.com. You can tweet or send us a message on Instagram at sexandmyboss, or you can write to William who promises a handwritten reply and his own letter to paper. The address is on the website at sexandmyboss.com. If you are listening now and you've not yet left us a review on iTunes, please do it. If you've enjoyed this episode, if you've enjoyed this series, if you've been a long-time listener, but a never-time reviewer, just go on now, pop us a little five-star review. Leave it doesn't have message. to be five-star, Yeah. but obviously if it isn't, we know where you live. Hold up, what was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 